0: Everyone, the force is with us once again. You've got me, Commander Zinger.
1: And I'm Ellie Tano.
0: And we are joined by a very special guest.
2: This is Marie Mayhew, but my Mandalorian bounty hunter name is Hu Traglesh.
3: Bless you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Awesome. Um. Marie May, he was joining us. Um, if you just want to give everyone a quick rundown of your credentials, if you don't mind, now, and I'll let you do that at the of, end, too.
2: Of my of my my shoddy credentials. No, um, <laughs> I am fortunate enough to co-host a podcast with Chris Cogswell. It's the Mad Scientist Roundtable. He hosts his own version of the Mad Scientist, where he gets to do a deep dive on different paranormal uh, and supernatural events with scientific rigor applied to them and our roundtables are more just us just going over whatever is on our mind and going through stuff and he's he's the uh the mad scientist genius and i kind of just show up for the fart jokes (laughs) we have we have an excellent time and uh we're going to be launching a few new a few new shows especially one on true crime that we're really excited about but he also says uh, shout out to everybody there and um and thanks for having me.
0: Uh well we it is our pleasure. Um he was of course on for the legendarium for Skyrim and that was a pleasure to have yeah. him on for that and I, I I feel I'm I'm gonna throw him in front of the transport, I guess. I feel bad for you having to host with him in the fact that he is not a Star Wars fan doing extent. Oh my god. I, no,
2: we, we we just had a um we just had a roundtable where he explains uh, thermodynamics to me, and then I explain Star Wars to him. Yes,
0: I listened to that, and it was painful <laughs> as, as as a Star Wars fan to hear that. And be like, no, come on! But no, it's 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 just one of those things. I I was like, I, I got to get get her on for the canon stuff because <sighs> um, you are you are a a fan of Star Wars. I've I've heard, and and anyone who's going to try to teach him. Star Wars stuff. My my, my my heart goes out to you for that. But
2: And such such an intelligent, learned, quick, avid thinker with a curiosity to you know, to match anyone's and he was just like, Dad, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. What's the the light up thing? What's that? you mean the lightsaber? Yeah, what's up with that? That's that damn and the what is it again? It's the it's the and I'm like, the force, Chris? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: See, this-
2: that's what what is that i'm like
0: oh god this episode's just slowly turning into the let's bash chris episode oh
2: no he's used to it he's he's fine he's fine anyways but thank you for having me i appreciate it and hopefully i've 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 studied up enough i'm all ready i'm all star wars up
0: awesome well we as i said we're discussing the stuff that is as of right now canon Now, of course, with Star Wars, as we've learned as Star Wars fans, the canon is apparently an ever-evolving thing at the whims of Disney or whoever's in charge of it, which will be Disney for the foreseeable future. So the cool thing about it is we have a lot of stuff to grab from, but the other part is a lot of it is still being in development or hasn't come out yet. So there's stuff there that we're going to kind of touch on. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, of course, the book's the comics and the tv shows right now are the ones really leading this charge of in canon discussion that's outside the movies with that i want us to kind of go around and maybe mention who some of our favorite canon characters are that haven't either they haven't made i guess a true in movie appearance if that makes any sense to everyone absolutely so um you are the guest marie so i will give the floor to you to begin
2: um, I would say probably one of my favorites is Hera Syndulla, mm-hmm. the pilot of the ghost from, uh, from Rebels. And it was hard. There's so many, I feel like there's so many actually very complex, interesting characters that have come out of the series. So it was hard to pick one, but I like her, I like her moxie <laughs> and I respect the fact that she's a, uh she's a female pilot so she's she's my my fan favorite
0: i actually and this is i i think this might have been pointed out in a previous episode of this or possibly tales from the fandom when there's been a discussion about it i'm gonna kind of go with ahsoka tano
3: and it's funny and it's
0: funny because i wasn't a fan of her to begin with like way back when, when they had the Clone Wars movie, the animated movie come out, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I just find her annoying. And then it's I've started watching the series, and I was like, okay, she's starting to grow on me. And mm-hmm. what really did it for me was in Rebels, where she comes out at on on her own as this very powerful Force user. That kind of also points out, you know, I'm no Jedi, I'm no Sith, sort of thing. So that. That was like I was like okay, I really dig her as a as a in canon character, and which I, I'm sure I pointed this out before. My favorite non canon character is Star Killer. So ironic how both I
3: like
1: I love Star Killer.
0: Ironic how both mm-hmm. my favorite characters are technically apprentices of Anakin slash Vader. Mm-hmm. So so that's that would be mine for that.
1: I. And I love um, if we can focus on Star Killer for a few more minutes.
0: <laughs> he would okay. I, I wanted to because <laughs> I know it's
1: not. I know it's not canon.
0: No, he apparently was supposed to be written as one of the of as one of the brothers. Okay. There there was a huh. rumor going around that he was going to be put in now not as obviously not as powerful as he was in the in the game and everything, but he was apparently supposed to be there. Was supposed to be one that was referred to as Star Killer. But they never, I guess they didn't get a chance to do it. Or who knows, it may be in the new season for all we know.
1: Well, I just, um, I just loved, like, I wouldn't even have to play those games if they just put, like, an animated series of just the story Mm -hmm. from those. I just think he's so intriguing. He's so conflicted. I just I and, love his just character mm, in general. So and
0: that's why I guess I'm kind of drawn to Ahsoka because I mean she she is a very conflicted individual yes. by by the end of it too because I mean she yeah. she has to come to terms with and rebels that her her master who she thought was dead is not only alive but like the one who brought yeah. down the Jedi Order and I could not even imagine what that what how that made her feel in yeah. that but yeah. but um, I think that. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh no, even watching um clones as you just start to get cuz I agree with you the first couple of times I saw her in clones I was I was a little put off by her by her um she just seemed sort of annoying. But yeah, <laughs> as it starts to go on you start to realize, you know, that this is their their bond and the fact that she looks to him as a master and a mentor and as a friend and that eventually is going to what he's going to become, you can kind of Almost foreshadow what that's going to do to her, and I thought that that was a very interesting payoff
3: mm-hmm. that they
2: got to make in *Clones*. That was very that was very nuanced that you didn't get before that they made in *Rebels*. That they didn't get to make before in *Clones*. So I really I I'm very intrigued and very interested to see what happens next, and hopefully she's she lives, right? <laughs> Everybody's got their their Azoka lives question information. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, sure it's I, out? as the recording of this. It is technically a undefined thing, still. I think of if oh. she, if she, mm-hmm. whatever she did. Um, so.
1: Well, and the whole dynamic between the two of them, it almost makes me feel bad that he turns into Vader. Like I love watching the two of them interact. Yeah, yeah. and and I I. From the movies, I don't even get that big of a... Like, I'm, I don't feel as bad when he turns I, in the movies because I don't right. feel that bond between... I
0: feel that the Clone Wars TV series did help really cement the fall of Anakin. Yeah. It it, it was something that the movies had in, but it made it a more grandiose, I think, fall from grace that mm-hmm. that, that he did thanks to the TV show kind of showing a lot more of him. Right, right. So... Mm.
2: <laughs> and him him as sort of the benevolent or semi benevolent teacher. Like mm-hmm. right? he's the figure of wisdom that people are, especially Azoka is looking up to and listening to, right? Which is sort of, mm-hmm. you know, in I think in the in the original three, he's you know, he's a kid or he's a punk kid or he's got the chip on his shoulder, but you don't get to really see that that transition and I think that that was one of the things that they did really well in Clone Wars. It just makes you know, when when it When she finally puts the pieces together uh, early on in Rebels, Rebels. you're just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, 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 no. Oh, this isn't going to end well.
0: (laughs) All right, Ellie, so do you have your favorite canon non-movie character?
1: I honestly can't pick one. I I think it's a little unrealistic, but um, one that stands out really well to me is Ventress. Ah. Oh, yeah. Um she is fantastically evil. I love her. Um her her lightsabers are cool as crap.
0: Like, the, where, where they got like that ying-yang yeah, sort of off tilted, yeah.
1: yes. Um and and you know, I just like her whole backstory. She's so complex. It's it's really intriguing just her whole story um and it's it's like there's parts when I watch the shows um that you know the series and everything there's parts like I was almost kind of rooting for her and you shouldn't be yeah <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: um but so I, I would definitely say she definitely is is one of my favorites and since it's October and it's
0: oh yeah or dark yes d- actually oh, go with the I'm dark gonna characters. point this out now this yes. will, when this will come out but um we have had a fan recommendation of zingtober oh zingtober of of it calling it zingtober okay that 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 way us taking darktober or dark october we're not stealing it from anybody at that point i think if we stick with zingtober so (laughs) we'll see how this plays out
2: it sounds very celebratory it it does
0: (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> but, um, no, uh, Ventress is an interesting character because as we will probably discuss with a few other characters, she technically, she was part of the original Clone Wars series. The um, mm-hmm. the one that the I... The one ju- you always
1: talk about. Yes, the one that I,
0: at, at the drop of a hat, the the, um, the the one from Dexter's Laboratory, the one that we all saw years ago, she was originally in that too. She was also in the comics that were done years ago by Dark Horse. And she's made the transition to not only being a character in the Clone Wars series, but she also is a character in a book that's called Dark Disciple, which kind of takes place after the events of Clone Wars and after she's kind of, you know, done with all of that. So I just wanted to give kind of a mention of that is another in-canon thing. I have not read it personally yet but i heard it's pretty good if you like the character of assas ventress and there is another jedi there that has made the leap from legends to canon as well even though he's supposedly in one of the movies in the background so there's that awesome but no i just i just think that you know that's we, we all definitely had very different picks and everything so that was very really cool but at the same time we all picked female characters
3: hmm
1: because females are awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: I I am I am outnumbered in this situation, <laughs> so I will yes, agree.
2: Be careful. Yes, <laughs> just wholeheartedly. I just wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think that that's one of the things that that I gotta say. that Disney has done right, especially in the animated series. Is mm-hmm. I feel that they've they've really fleshed out and given some interesting consideration and thought to to their female characters and i'm a big ventress fan as well as well as um seven sister seven sisters yes a little bit more minor but still still fun still very you know evil 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 for evil's sake (laughs) which is which is well appreciated um yeah
0: so real quick before we get into discussion because the the i think the tv shows are going to take up a lot of our is going to be the meat of this discussion but before we get to that i guess this would still kind of count as a tv show has everyone been been watching any of the forces of destiny stuff recently
1: well i watched it when it they they do have some new
0: stuff out now but but they but those are supposed to be canon as well and Mm -hmm. once again focusing on female characters and as you said Mm -hmm. murray that is very interesting that that they are trying to you know make great female role models for I I don't I don't like saying for for little girls and everything I like just saying for everyone I think that you know that they do a great job of making great female role models for anyone who wants to look up to them
2: right agreed I have not seen that I have not seen that series yet
0: it is really good oh, it yeah. is free on on YouTube um, definitely mm. check it out I, I it's it's just these nice little short things featuring uh, t- it's just different. Different female characters. Um, well,
1: it's not just the female characters. They have the male characters in the yes. little snippets. But yeah, cause they, yeah, they've
0: had Yoda and Anakin in yeah. one of them. Um, for the Ahsoka one, there's also um, Sabine. I think they're oh, supposed good. to be having one with yeah. Sabine. I think. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so they. So, I mean, yeah. It's it's a great series if you want to check it out. And I, like I said, they are supposed to quote unquote be canon. So. So definitely a recommendation to people who might not have seen those yet. And they take place throughout the entire timeline of star Wars, all the way from the new trilogy to the original trilogy to even the prequels are kind of included oh, wow. in that. Yeah. Cause it just, it's just different female characters. So Ahsoka and princess Amidala or Amidala is yep. also featured as characters in that. Yep. So I'll yeah, check
2: that out. Yeah. Yeah. De- no definitely.
0: Definitely. Check that out. Um, and also with Ahsoka, there is a book as well, which I want to pick up because apparently that is supposed to vaguely be the final season of Clone Wars is what was. That the,
1: happens a lot. I've noticed
0: is the book was supposed yeah. to kind of talk about, you know, what happened to her after the mm-hmm. Clone Wars and what happened, you know, a Mandalore and stuff like that. And how what what happened with her and Rex? and oh. Darth Maul as well apparently mm. was involved mm-hmm. with that too. So I think we've led up to finally discussing yeah. the, the 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 TV shows and we've we've discussed Clone Wars a little bit but I I personally really like Clone Wars in the fact that I think they did a great job with developing some of the characters that I didn't even feel I would be that interested in like I said Ahsoka being one of them. But you kind of start feeling for the clone troopers, too, that they aren't just clones. They, well,
1: they hu- you humanize them.
0: Yeah, they yeah. they cloninize them.
1: They cl- yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's my main up word for today. Thank you.
1: I was just letting
0: clone-anize. it go. <laughs> uh, I Cloninize. I really enjoyed the series. My only thing I don't like is I think they... Dis, there's a disservice done to General Grievous as he's not that formidable <laughs> and I just I, I always liked his character but I'm like in that he's just like this like yeah. always seems to get beat left and right and I'm like I just I never ima- I always imagined him as being somebody who like was this completely opposing thing that always showed up and like leveled everybody but
2: they I guess almost you win some and him, lose some <laughs> yeah it's not like they play him to a comic effect but I do think that Grievous was, he didn't get a very fair shake in yeah. Clone Wars. I would agree with you. I think that either they went too much into his history and didn't leave enough mystery on him, or I don't know what it was, but I do, like, in watching that, I remember thinking, eh, I'm not, I'm not, as, I'm not as intimidated. I don't love it as much.
0: So we've, we've talked about Asaz Ventress <laughs> as well. But there is another villain that made a reappearance, I guess. What was your take on... Sorry, I should have pointed this out earlier. We're going to (laughs) spoil stuff, so um, if you haven't (laughs) seen this, we're going to spoil a few things here. Um, Darth Maul making his resurrection, as it were, from the grave to return. What did you guys think of that as a reveal? Uh, Ellie, do you want to go first, or...?
1: I mean, I thought it was cool. People kind of, it was kind of expected, though. I mean, a lot of people already thought, before they revealed it, uh, people had always talked about that even after the movie. Uh, uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That was always a, did he really die? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> so, it,
2: it was very cool, though. He did a good job of of making him look dead. Cutting him in half was a pretty good start, right? <laughs> Now, I think that, um, from the original three, Maul was definitely my like my personal one of my personal favorites in that you, they created this character, but to me was so intent and so dark and just such nightmare fodder, too. you know, mm-hmm. just how he looked and and how he acted and and then, boom they eliminated him at the end of the first one. And you're just sort of like, Oh, come on. What? No, he was such a good villain. Oh, that's Oh, That was so much more interesting. But, um, I do think that, you know, like, again, that's kind of the, the, some kudos I would give to Disney is it's like, they did bring him back or they, and they brought him back in a way that kind of fit, you know, a lot of the, I think, Probably a lot of the supporting comic books and everything else, so mm-hmm. a lot of the other literature and that this is this was his journey, this is what happened to him um and I felt like i I liked what they did with him, and I liked the fact on how they also took him out of the series. We I will, get to, of, oh, we will yes, get to sorry.
0: that <laughs> oh we'll get to that oh
2: but yes, I thought that I thought that they gave him a pretty good arc um. And it was it, to me. It was uh, seeing him sort of in that more aged role was interesting as well.
0: I, I really enjoyed them bringing him back. It's something that it it didn't bother me that much. I know that there's some people that that did not like his I guess resurrection, but I'm mm-hmm. like it, it. It works for the story. It makes it more interesting to have this you know character that's been around for a while and that you know Kenobi has sort of a history with because you know he did kill his master.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I mean, think about the other emotional thing with Kenobi. I mean, I know Jedi's are supposed to, you know, be all level-headed, but I think the Clone Wars series also shows that war does things to people. It changes yeah. them, and I I can't I can't imagine what went through Kenobi's mind when you know I killed this guy. He's dead. How is he alive? And killing more people.
2: <laughs> yep. He's back. Yeah, and he's coming to find him. And he's, yes, uh, is the other is the most. I think that that was a nice, chilling touch as well. Awesome. Uh, I like that.
0: Does anyone have anything else for the Clone Wars? Because I know that I'm, I'm sure Marie's chomping at the bit to get to uh. to, to Rebels.
1: <laughs> well, you could do a whole legendarium on the Clone Wars, so.
0: Yes, and that might happen at some point. <laughs> but Marie, I'm, I'm gonna kind of lay lay the cards on the table. You're a little bit more hmm. versed in in rebels than we are i'm I, i'm i'm familiar with with a good chunk of the stuff i just haven't gotten a chance to watch every episode yet so i'm going to let you take the lead on our discussion about rebels. oh my god
2: that's a lot of pressure um it's a lot of pressure for a padawan um i would say yeah it's so I've watched I've watched the majority of them I've watched them out of order. I <laughs> I went into them without even really watching Clone Wars and I started to watch them with my daughter who's a Star Wars fan and who's 9 years old and we would just watch them in bits and pieces and not only did she, you know, she could pick things up and was putting them together and was very like all of a sudden loving this aspect of Star Wars that I didn't really have anything had any knowledge about but it got me interested in going back and rewatching them, so I've been trying to watch watch them all four seasons now, or almost almost four, um, in the middle of the fourth and final season. Mm-hmm. And it is very complex. I don't want to like go into the every nuanced detail because there it it's really kind of meaty. Yeah, so,
0: I I, I, yeah. I have gathered that definitely.
2: And there's there's a lot to it, but basically it picks up. Um, pretty much like I want to say five years before New Hope starts and it is just the story of a group of people um, who have who have come together and it's they're sort of in exile and um, outlaws and are just trying to make do in the quote unquote the shadow of the empire. and so they're they're smugglers or, they're, um, one of, one of them, Canis is a, uh, an ex-Jedi in hiding. Um, and they're just sort of, I, I hate to say a ragtag bunch, but they're, <laughs> they're definitely, they're definitely not an organized force or a group of people who have their mind set on taking on the empire and sort of righting past wrongs. In fact, if anything, I feel like when the series starts, they're very much wanting to distance themselves from what's going on and just sort of make do and get by and not have to, and not have to face any, face any of the politics or deal with any of the outcome of what's just happened, especially after order uh, 66. um, The one of the main characters, like I said, uh, Canis, I always get his name wrong. Canaan is, you know, he's, he's just trying to lay low and kind of help, Hera on the ship, the ghost smuggle and try and just make do. And I would say like series one, that's, that's sort of the beginning of it. And you start to see sort of the inkling of a bigger resistance or them starting to, to work towards more of an organized resistance when they find, um, when they find Ezra, Mm -hmm. who is a 15 year old, orphan who Kanan realizes is force sensitive and could be the next sort of the next iteration of the Jedi and so taking him on and and starting to train him and, and them starting to have to face what the Empire is doing to both their their lives and and their cultures and their history is is a lot of what the story is about and it's to me it's like Following it on a character level is really, really interesting because each of the characters has really well-developed arcs about where their character starts. And again, sort of in this, I don't want to say like denial phase, but in this much more um, selfish phase about wanting to take care of themselves and not wanting to acknowledge things, to having to face, having to literally and sort of metaphorically face the evil that is overshadowing them, to figure out what they're going to do about it. And that's when they start to become sort of more of this unified rebellion mm-hmm. uh, against the Empire.
0: And it even shows kind of the um, the Ma Mothma sort of unifying at one point in the series. Her yes. unifying, the the like making a formal, you know, yes. we are rebellion. Um, another character that makes an appearance that, of course, was in Rogue One was Saul guerrera makes a yes. makes a reappearance technically because he originally appeared in the clone wars actually he was he was in there and made a reappearance right. to this um and it's just i mean it brought back of course ahsoka came back and as we pointed out earlier her fate is left up in the air but she is I, I just oh my gosh like my, my my appreciation for her like grew tenfold when I saw her next I was like this is awesome that, that she's sort of her own thing because she 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 went out of the Jedi order and was assumed to be kind of something happened to her during order 66 but as I said the book kind of explains that journey and what happens to her there and it, it's it's just does such a great job of bringing her back and her confronting Vader is an epic fight. And I, yeah. I, I've i watched that several times because it's just so cool to see that fight of, of Master and Apprentice.
2: Awesome choreography, too. Yes. For, like, a animated series. I feel like, man, they've done... They've actually done some good work with this and just put a lot of thought into it. And Ahsoka's a great example. It's like she, she had this path, she had this course, you know, of development in Clone, and then all of a sudden there's... Sort of this void, and when she's brought back, she's neither Jedi nor Sith. Mm-hmm. So, but she has to sort of find her own voice, which again, I think is is a huge theme within this series. So to me, is like, it's interesting, and it's it's surprisingly, like I said, kind of meaty and complex and a little dark and very adult for... Yeah for Disney, for I, Disney HD,
0: right? For I, I I Robert I would is. definitely agree with that that the Clone Wars and Rebels both walk that line of I think it is kind of almost a good family show to watch cuz it's got enough for kids but is edge I, I it's kind of one of those things it's good for a family to watch it and then sort of maybe discuss some of the themes or some of the stuff in it possibly if you want me to get, you know, all metaphysical with it possibly.
2: I think that that's I think that that's true because I was thinking about it, um, you know, and just watching it with my daughter and just how I was brought onto Star Wars was, you know, basically in the '70s, seeing it as a nine-year-old in the theater,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and like if she sees those now, while well, she loves Chewbacca and <laughs> and uh, the Millennium Falcon, she, she's the first one to say that, mommy, that you know, the effects in this are a little. They're a little hinky, and I'm like, <laughs> no, go, no. They're oh, this is good, no, this is good, and she's like, ah, oh, no. you know. So, but she she appreciates it, but I'm like, I got to give it up to Disney to sort of, to your point, creating this sort of porous universe that's still being filled in mm-hmm. and still being built, and but they're they're very careful in their consideration about. How they're sculpting it, and so they've they've figured out a way to to kind of bring in kids that are her age and a little older, and have it be identifiable and have them enjoy it. And it's it's canon. It's yes. becoming part of the story, which yes. to me is pretty impressive. Like the same thing that I fell in love with, you know, years ago as her, when I was her age. She's in love with now, which is pretty cool. I don't know of another sort of another sci-fi genre that can do that that well in my opinion
0: i'm sure other people could argue but on the zingness podcast at the moment i will say there's no argument there star Wars, there's no it, argument yeah <laughs> it um, is that good? another character i kind of wanted to discuss and this is a character i i'm i'm, I'm trying to to point out you know that the disney's doing some pretty cool stuff with the canon and even making honestly taking legends taking stuff that you know a lot of us grew up on knowing, and then all of a sudden it was blanked out of existence. And bringing, pulling elements from that, or even characters like Thawne.
2: <gasps> is Grand a, Admiral. Yes, yeah. who
0: is a character that Whoa. he's not like, he is like the character from Legends, but he's not. And I really like that, that he's made an appearance that, that, that he is this imposing force to the... To the band of the go—I mean, to to the crew of the Ghost and to the rebellion—he is this thorn, and they are a thorn in his side, and he is definitely a thorn in their side as well in this series. And I is just thought—is
1: it, it sad when I hear Thawne? I think of the Flash. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been watching too much Flash lately. You have oh, been. I, <laughs> I heard Thawne, you and I'm like, that. good. I was like, Thawne. Oh yeah, that's sorry.
0: You're having a nerd out like I normally do. <laughs> Where I have some sidetracked statement uh, about a character.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Moving forward.
0: But no, it's it's cool that, that, that he has been brought out of Legends and put into canon.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like he's such a good antithesis villain to the Sith or to the Inquisitors, right? Yes. That are sort of this, this kind of this primal, um, kind of very, very evil for evil's sake villain. And... He's much more of this strategy-driven, uh, analytical, and has almost an appreciation for what his opponents are going to do,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which makes him makes him, I think, almost more insidious in some ways because he's almost he's more relatable and is more I don't I don't want to say more identifiable than than sort of the other. Villains, villains that i do love but he's definitely like there's definitely this marked difference that you're just like oh man he's thinking he's like four steps ahead of them and he's not even really using the force he doesn't even really care about the force he, he's, he's just that like,
0: good of a strategist oh, and can yeah. and can do that and that's why i find his character interesting is because he is a non human character mm-hmm. non i guess human race character that the empire has allowed to get that high because the empire really the emperor's not a big fan of non-humans and the fact that that he is at the level he's at is very impressive yeah. so so that's that's something like that speaks a lot to his character and that and how they developed him and everything to be this very formidable individual that does think several steps ahead and doesn't need and doesn't need the force almost but can kind of be Wow. like that formidable of a character in this and of course thinking... vader vader's in this as well too and has made mm-hmm. several appearances but he's kind of if i'm correct he's kind of stepped out in the sense of he's he's i guess around but he's not on screen as much anymore yeah in the, in the later it's... seasons which is which is good cause then they can develop other characters
2: yeah and it's i think you know vader's sort of he is the nuclear option right if vader's gonna come in it's he's probably gonna he could probably decimate the ghost <laughs> and everything along with it it's and that wouldn't be nearly as interesting as a star coming through and you know putting together like he figured out who fulcrum was yeah you know i you know i've been like i was watching that and i'm like you know they've been bringing this who is you know i'm googling and i'm like trying to you know look for cheats and reddit and stuff trying to figure out who it is <laughs> i'm like i, I don't I don't and I'm like, oh when they when they revealed it, I was like, oh, oh, and there he is. Darn new it was a trap. Oh it's a he's good. It's a trap, <laughs> yeah. He's good. Um and I do I'm I especially like the most recent one I saw with him where they gave him where they gave him his uh when the Bendu gave him his prophecy about what's gonna happen yes. to him. And that to me I'm like, oh that's that gives him sort of the interest uh, another interesting layer and arc to start to to look for as well was like what what will eventually happen to him.
0: So with the with you mentioning the Bendu, I think this is interesting mm-hmm. that this series has also kind of opened up what the force is. So the character of the these these more force and getting the more in depth look at the force as this living thing sort of once again, as it's not I mean, as I, I guess they're not steering away from endochlorians, but making it a metaphysical thing again is something that I'm really enjoying. And may, may, maybe that's just me looking at this through through tainted prequel. Through a different point of view? Yes. Yes. Why don't we keep bringing up that statement? <laughs>
1: hey, you're the one that normally brings I it up. I know I do. But
0: no, I, th- I think that that's cool that, that they're kind of making, you know, I I think didn't wasn't when he was talking to Kanan he made the point of, Nothing is inherently evil or good. You kind of put the labels on it, mm-hmm. and that I think is something that's very interesting. And I personally think that Gray Jedi is something that will make an appearance in the movies. I
1: love Gray Jedi.
0: I think they will make an appearance in yes. the movies. Cause I think the original Jedi's. I'm not I'm, going. I'm not going to get into my theory and spoilers here. I have another episode. <laughs> I'll do that <laughs> this on. This is not the place for. This that. is not the place. But I think oh i gr- love that stuff though i, I oh, think that the great gray- theories
2: too but I, none of them are they're all half-baked but keep going yes sorry
0: all star wars theories are half-baked <laughs> <laughs> i think that the original jedi order was a balance of light and dark because it doesn't make sense when they're like oh we need to balance the force we need to destroy the sith that doesn't balance right if you're all good that doesn't tip the scale it tips the scales in an odd way so that's why i'm like I think the original Jedi were Grey Jedi. They were somebody who understood both the light and the dark. We will find out how right I am on that, and I will have more on that in a later episode, which will probably be coming out around the time this one is. So, if you want that one, go check that out, but I warn you, it will be spoiler filled, possibly, because I have stuff that I think might be so true that I think I might be spoiling stuff in the upcoming movie. But... Excellent. um, But but we will that that, that that is a podcast for another time
1: and when i'm not around
0: that 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 too cuz as <laughs> we know ellie does not like stuff spoiled even if i'm predicting it and it's no. not even true I don't like me it. saying the porgs are the key to the next movie is something that would even upset her then too
2: oh the porgs I hate oh them. the marketing genius I, behind it! i hate them. come on i know
0: you're i know y- I, uh, Ellie is Team Crystal Fox. Yeah. I am Team yeah. Porg. Crystal,
1: Crystal Fox. Fox all the way, baby. Crystal that Fox, was beautiful. Like they showed that for just. A I know, aren't going. they what gorgeous? What? Oh, what was that? Forget the Porgs.
0: All right, I know how to get this back on. <laughs> I know how to re this.
1: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: All right, Darth Maul. Yes. Him versus Kenobi in Rebels. Spoiler alert, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of this, Marie?
2: I thought that it was... First of all, you know, and speaking of Grey Jedi and sort of the evolution of Darth Maul, I mean, you can... In a certain way, you can look at Rebels and his relationship with Ezra as not all evil for evil's sake, But Maul taking an action and reacting to things from where he is right now. As I think that because he's very anti Sith and he's going to he's seeking retribution. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: it's to me it's like he's still motivated by anger, but there's there's and maybe they just maybe it's just because they gave him more lines to say, but Mm -hmm. there's more of a I wanna say I wanna say wisdom, but there's more to him. Then I would just say it's just pure, it's just pure Sith. So I thought that that was, I thought that his relationship with Ezra and sort of where he was at was interesting. And then when he finds in, in Twin Suns, when he finds Kenobi, I was like, oh, that to me was just was a really it was a good, it was an excellent fight scene, and it also I think was a fitting end to
0: and amazing Tomorrow. yeah and a, a yeah. great a conflicted a great a yeah. misunderstood yeah. character now i know that there's some people that there are like oh my gosh that fight was too quick and i'm like no it was it was yeah. showing how purely powerful obi-wan had become and yes. how decisive he can be in a fight which because yes. and, and and another thing i don't i don't know if you noticed it he try- maul tries to use the same move that 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 he used on um qui-gon he tries to do the yes. smack him in the face with the saber and kenobi mm-hmm. realizes it and just decisively just cuts him down right there yes. i i thought oh my i was like i watched it sadly i first watched it on youtube because I, I i i couldn't find the episode for some reason i guess it wasn't up yet some on where i try to watch the episode so i was like crap i just saw it on youtube and i'm like why is this so short And then it happened, I was sitting there, I'm like, that was awesome. That was so awesome. I don't care how short it was. It was so perfect and so decisive.
2: See, and I translated it that way too. I know it got, it did get some flack from people that didn't like it and thought it wasn't a fitting end. But I think it ends Maul's arc and it brings something else to Obi-Wan that he is going to have to... Carry going forward into to New Hope too. So he, he's going to come up against an enemy that's that is greater than Maul, yes. who has more emotional attachment to him than Maul. And so it's like he can't take that anger and that he he can take that decisiveness, but he can't take sort of the rage that comes with it so, and fight Vader as well. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of yeah. like, to me that that again they they do awesome things with like apprentice and masters sort of setting them up for what they have to learn only to sort of invert it to have to have them learn something else to get to the next sort of their next the next iteration of the force
0: i i definitely would agree with that i also almost want to say that the fight with maul and showing how precise and how like devastating i i feel like it lends more credence to the fight in new hope you know everyone's like oh you know Mm -hmm. it's 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 not that intense it's not that you know like like the other fights i'm like it's two masters going up against each other two people that aren't flailing you know wildly their strikes are precision and i know i'm making the retroactive argument for you know that they didn't have the ability to do all the awesome choreography back then but I think it lends credence to that fight of making it then retroactively like no these both every one of the strikes Kenobi and Vader are going at each other with are decisive and calculated Mm -hmm. ones they're they're, they're not trying to waste time on jumping around and doing crazy stuff
2: and I think too at that point Kenobi has recognized that the fight can't be physically won Mm -hmm. right that he's already cut he's already cut Maul in half once only to have him come back you know and he i think he's recognizing that the evil doesn't it's not the external thing it is it is within him and that's what and that is what the final sort of his final victory is if he strikes him down he will come back more powerful because he doesn't need to anymore which i think is is you do get that you get that sort of built up through through clone or sorry through uh through rebels Awesome. You're right. It's totally retroactive, but I'm rolling with it. It's good stuff.
0: Or on the other hand, they always cut away. Like they, they, they should do. And this is a terrible idea. I don't know why I'm talking about it. They should recut it to where they actually are flipping around through through the halls and actually fighting, like in the style like of Yoda. Yeah, and, and that's and that's actually we just see the the moments where they're not doing it in the movie. By the way, that is a terrible idea. If someone is listening from Disney, <laughs> please. Please don't do that.
2: (laughs) Please don't do that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Scrap, scrap roll four. We're reshooting the entire thing. Get the green screen back up.
0: (laughs) Okay. On second thought, if you do that, just give me a tiny cut of the profit. Just, Just a tiny bit.
2: A little of that Porg money, that sweet, yeah, sweet Porg yeah. money.
0: Sweet Porg money. So I, I guess I'm going to kind of... I We're, we're going to end this with the video game. I think we're going to discuss that since that is rapidly approaching. And I just got done playing the beta, so that's oh. kind of relevant. Um, but the comics have been doing some amazing stuff. They've been fleshing out stuff with the original trilogy there's stuff that involves crate now uh there's entire stuff that involves leia that 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 she's kind of gone off on her own missions there's great stuff with i know new characters like dr afra is an amazing character that everyone seems to love there's been two sets of vader comics um the newest one is interesting because it takes place it retconned part of the end of revenge of the sith to where vader actually is trying to choke the emperor apparently like like the the comic starts at the end of revenge of the sith where he's basically going no and he tries to attack the emperor because he's just in a pure rage mode and the emperor calms him down and then shocks him and kind of reminds him that you know he's the one in charge but he doesn't allow Vader to take a like he he's like the, the basically the premise of the new comic from what I've gathered from I know that they've come out with newer issues, but the issues that I'm familiar with is he is tasked with getting a lightsaber, and they're they're actually in the process of destroying a ton of lightsabers because it's right after it's right after Revenge of the Sith end, so they're still cleaning up you know the Jedi and everything. And the Emperor is like, you need to go get your own lightsaber. And he goes, and a Sith weapon is not one that is given. It is one that is taken. So he has to go out and basically find some of the remaining Jedi. And fight them to get his own crystal that he then must pour his hatred, malice, and everything into. And that's how it becomes red. Because they actually bleed the crystal, because it is a living thing, and that's mm-hmm. how you get the red hue. Interesting fact, though, if I remember correctly from New Canon, that's also how you get white light- lightsabers—is they're purified.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's the reverse
0: of that. So that's how Ahsoka has the white, as the white lightsabers. But no, the, the comics are doing some amazing stuff. Um, I I can't even begin to scratch the surface on what they've done with that. They've done. Some amazing stuff. I just really really they like have
1: the a, a Lando five yes. part
3: series.
0: Yes, they, they have Lando, they they have a Chewbacca. Chewbacca. They yeah. oh. if if you name a character, they probably have one. They they have yep. the Poe Dameron ones. They have and and, and there, there there's there's books too, so I'm gonna throw the books in with this. There's a Captain Phasma book that actually explains her armor and everything. So that's so that's really cool. Like how she got the armor it apparently came from. I think it was from actually Palpatine's old senate shuttle or or one of his old personal i think it was his personal shuttle
2: oh that's right i was reading something about that
0: yes that she melts down and that's how she gets it and fun fact i know i've mentioned this before you know an interesting thing of why she wanted something that was that reflective she wanted the last thing anyone saw that she was killing to be their reflection in her mask of them dying so the last thing you see as you die is your reflection of you dying.
2: Oh, that's I
0: I know it's it's so it's why didn't yeah. they talk about that in a movie?
2: Oh, that's like, some, you know, she's got to sign up for some some therapy right there. That right? is it is it is, it is
0: so it is dark and it is so good because it makes I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm if funny. if they had put that in a movie I'm 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 sorry I I want them to develop her character a little bit more I felt like she was really underdone in the movies and they've had so much stuff come out since then that that like if if they had even mentioned that like 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 she was trying to intimidate finn at one point or something like like during a thing where she's like you know why my my armor is reflective don't you and he'll be like oh uh," and she'll be like it's so when i kill you you can see yourself die in it like it would have been so perfect but
2: uh. yeah i'm hoping that i'm hoping this time around this christmas they um they flush it out a little bit more. I think she's gonna it's be. It's looking like it will be. I hopefully. think
0: she's gonna be that way in this because if you watch the trailer, I, di- I as, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll admit this on the spoiler one, but I watched the trailer at one fourth the regular speed to try to grab stuff. There is a point where you actually see Finn's face reflecting while he's fighting with her in her armor. Ah. Like, like you, you, you can see him. On her armor as they're like clashing against each other. So I'm like, oh, that's cool because i I know what that might mean. I don't think he's dying in that scene because he's obviously he's he's got an angry look on his face and he's fighting her. so so who knows? But no, I mean that they they're they're doing so much cool stuff. and I said, I think that we could probably do a podcast every day for a month and still not cover everything that they are developing right now in Canon. But the final thing I want to talk about is one of the things I'm most excited about is the return of Star Wars to the realm of video games with a proper story, and that, of course, is where Battlefront Two comes in. The story of Inferno Squad, we get behind, we we get to get filled in on what happens in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens to an extent. I don't I don't know what kind of full extent, but we get to see. A ton of stuff with what the Empire was doing. Because, as we all know, the Empire did not just instantly lose that day. Like, they lost a ton, but they were still going to fight. And there's books that have covered that, but I'm excited for this video game. Because there's, like, the Battle of Jakku is going to get covered in this. The whole, um, the, 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 um, the Cinder uh, Operation Cinder is going to be covered. So there's so much in this game, and I know it comes out soon. And the beta, the beta is playing multiplayer. So, I mean, that's kind of, was multiplayer, so it's not story related. But I'm excited to to see where the story goes with this and where Inferno Squadron and what part they play in the possible, what, because it's supposed to lead into the creation of the new order as I mean, the first order oh. as well. So. I guess we'll see some stuff with that. So, I am interesting.
2: jealous because whenever I play Battlecast,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just inevitably fly the speeder into the tree. <laughs> Two seconds in, and I fly that thing right into the tree, and I'm like, and then I try I, it again. the same tree. What?
0: I was Those... doing the same thing while piloting for a little bit. It took me a little bit to get the hang of the pilot controls because it does... I think it controlled a little bit weird and I don't like switching my sticks too much because I'm like, I'd rather just be able to pick up a controller at my friend's house or anywhere and just be able to instantly do it instead of being like, hold on, gotta do all my presets real quick, click, 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 which if you want to do that, that's fine, it's just for me, I'm like, I need to play the game with the controls that are given to me. But once I got the hang of it, the, the space fighting was pretty fun. But yes, I did have several instances of, okay, I'm going to bank into the, nope, i am crashed. I'm going to go there, no, I crashed. Gosh. So.
2: You died. Yep. Tells me. I'm like yes, thank you, thank you. So that's what I got. That's I'm wondering if that's just canon at this point. <laughs> so
0: I've
2: done it so much, I should be able to get the credit for it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, um, I just want to thank you for being. I, I just want to thank Marie for being a part of our our Star Wars celebration. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and in Absolutely. this, this, I, I guess we're going to now wrap up our canon discussion. But if there's anything. From Star Wars canon, whoever your favorite character is from the Star Wars canon—that's the non-movie stuff. Let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know. We we would love to hear who your favorite characters are, or what your favorite thing is. That is that is canon, or what you you know what? I'll even throw this in: what you would like from Legends to make the transition from Legends to canon that hasn't already, or whatever has. Like I said, let us know on Twitter. But if they want to find more out about you, Marie, where can they do that?
2: So they can tweet at me. I'm at mommy at in exile. Uh, they can also get a hold of us at Mad Scientist Pod mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, and we are we love getting we love getting tweeted at. So by all means, fire up. And I want to thank you guys for having me on. I, it's very rarely that I get to I get to talk Star Wars <laughs> and have people engage me. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed myself. This was awesome and i i really just want to like i want to now i'm just like oh and i'm going to go back and start digging into it and i want to spoil the hell out of everything and i'm going to restrain myself
0: awesome awesome well i'm I'm glad we were able to help with that um ellie where are some of the best places to find us on the internet
1: well of course podbean
0: you can also find us on stitcher and tuned in as well as google play
1: and Apple Podcasts. And
0: if you're on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie?
1: Well, of course. You give us a five-star review.
0: We greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us out more than you could ever imagine. You can also find us on Facebook. You can tweet at us for any of response to any of our podcasts or you know who your favorite character is and how, where they tweet at us.
1: At Zingness.
0: You can, of course, find us on Instagram at Zingness Podcast, playing video games on twitch.tv slash Zingness. If you want to contribute to the podcast, you can, of course, go to
1: patreon.com slash Zingness.
0: If you want to find us on YouTube, just search Zingness. If you want to email us directly, you can, of course, do that at
1: zingness at gmail.com.
0: Our sound guy is Aaron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally,
1: DJ Golden Boy
0: 89. Play us out. You've got me, Jedi Master Zinger.
1: Oh come on, that was weak, (laughs) Jedi Master Zinger. I I don't think I've used that character name.
0: All right, fine, Commander Zinger, like Commander Cody.
3: Sweet Porg money.